Welcome to Revelant, where we are revealing the relevant and revolutionary word of God. I'm your host, Leah Johnny. And we've been studying Ishmael versus Isaac. Um, we did a kind of comprehensive review of the differences between the two sons. And then we went into how when you get ahead of God and you do things in the flesh, that disrupts and delays your promise. And so then we want to talk about now the allegory that these two sons signify. Um, we're coming from Galatians, the fourth chapter. We're beginning at the 22nd verse, and it reads, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise which things are an allegory for those, for these, I'm sorry, are the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which leads to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answer it to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. For Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice. Thou barren that bearest not, break forth and cry, thou that travailest not, for the desolate hath many more children than she which hath an husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise, but as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. You know, when we think about the two covenants that it's referencing, specifically in um, the fourth chapter and the 24th verse, um, it says, which things are an allegory. It's mentioning that these two sons, one born of the flesh and one born of the spirit or the promise, um, being the difference between the old covenant and the new. We know that in the old covenant, God gave his 10 commandments to Moses at Mount Sinai. And that began the Mosaic law. And we know that the Mosaic law constituted the moral law, the ceremonial law, and the social law. And then we have that being a tutor, the Bible says, um, until the day that Jesus would come, who would fulfill the entire law and the sacrificial requirements, and that he became the final sacrifice, splitting the veil, having no more need for earthly high priests to do atoning or sacrificing on behalf of the sins of the people. And so we have this old covenant that even though they did it year after year, it still wasn't able to clear their conscience of their sin. And so in essence, it was only good for a year. That atoning process that the high priest would perform on behalf of the people was not good enough um, to wipe away the sins of the people. And so it was just a uh, foreshadow of what would happen 
when the Savior comes and he gives us redemption and he's able to eradicate all of the sin in our lives. And he does that on the cross. When he died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sin. When he was buried, he buried our sins. And then he rose again to new life, signifying that we too will rise again. And so this newness of life that he gives us is now a change in our nature. Our spirit man has come alive to God. And so we look forward to the time of Jesus's return where he'll establish his kingdom. And we know that we want to be a part of that kingdom because then we'll truly, truly, truly be free. Now, in this world, we are subject as children of promise to the harassment by the children of bondage, the children that are born after the flesh, because they, unlike us, don't have a relationship with the Lord, don't know God intimately. And so when you say that Abraham had two sons, one was circumcised when he was 13. He was fulfilling what was considered the law. The other was by faith, which was the preface for what was to come. We receive Christ and what he did for us by faith. And so when we are of the free woman, when we are from above, in other words, when we've been born again, we've now become the children of the free woman. And the free woman's children are at odds with the bond mother's children. That means the free woman's children are being persecuted by the bond woman's children. Why? Because the way in which the world works, the bond woman's children have mastered it. They are used to doing things the natural way. Remember, Abraham and Sarah got in their flesh and got ahead of God. And so what they did was they exed God out, no different than what happened in the Garden of Eden where they're trying to create their own righteousness apart from relationship with God. You know, it's a terrible thing to walk out of relationship with the Father through Christ. It's a sad day. And we know that these two sons represent the two covenants, one that couldn't get us clean enough. And wherein if we sinned in one Sin, we send in them all versus the one that we get through faith that gives us grace immeasurably for the things that we do. I just want to say that it is important for us to know which covenant we're under. The one that 
leads to bondage are the one that makes us free. Christ said it like this. He whom the Son sets free is free 